Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 233 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, I've got my first ever co-host. That's right. Welcome to the show, Chris the Pintern. Hey, how's it going, Orby? Oh, man. I love that nickname. I love that nickname, by the way. So <laughs> You can thank uh, Zach Minnie. He's the one that gave that I know of that told me that, so... Give, give him some cred. That's right. Buy all your pinball machines from Flippin' Out Pinball. And if you're not going to buy 100 pinball machines from Zach today, at least watch him on Monday nights. Uh, well, you know, he normally calls into the show. He isn't always there, even though I knew he was there once. But is Monday nights, the uh, when, when Ken and Bill from Special One Lit, when they're doing live streaming on the Flippin' Out channel on Twitch, is that not the best thing on Twitch happening right now? Oh, it's great. Uh, the call-in, the call-in segments wonderful to just ask people real life questions in real time to people developing these games and everything out like i i've called in twice now so i i watch every every most every monday when i can yeah and i i have had the opportunity to hear you call in and at least once or twice ken was like yeah why didn't you call in dude i'm like do you know where i am monday nights by that time if i'm even home by from pinball by like the call-in show starts at like 10 i think right so if I'm home by like 9.30 from pinball and I'm I'm laying in bed, both my kids are sleeping. My wife's like laying beside me with her earplugs in. I've got one earbud in my right side, which is further away from here, hers, so she can't hear it. And I'm trying to type really quietly. And then people are like, yeah, you should just do a call. And I'm like, my house is 800 square feet. I can't call in anywhere. So, yeah, everybody's going to be calling in the podcast if you do. <laughs> exactly. But now I live in a much larger house. I think being downstairs here, my voice carries, but I could even call in now that I live on a two floor. You know, I'll just tell the wife, I'll say, I'm sorry, honey. Um, if you hear me chatting down there, it's not my other girlfriend. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I don't call her, you know, when, when you're home. I wouldn't do that. Um, no, I'm just kidding, honey. I'm just kidding. She doesn't listen well, to the show. I was about to say your your other girlfriend's uh, called Mrs. Penn, but there actually is a Mrs. Penn. So no, that's not not the case. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I did joke for years. It's kind of funny. There there was like throughout the years there were these three other girls named Danielle that I joked around that the one was my work girlfriend, and her name was also Danielle. Now we, I, you know, there was nothing. We were a, it was a platonic relationship. <laughs> But, uh, you know, and then I had another Danielle who was my server at Monday Night Pinball all the time. And she was there Thursdays. So that was pretty cool. And she was like my going to pinball girlfriend. Right. And uh, yeah. So it's yeah, I, I'm totally just joking around. And, you know, I think if I were someone who was actually a cheater, I probably wouldn't joke around like that. But um, well, would, at least not at least not in public. Right. Um, no, no, not in public but, when you're live on a podcast and people can hear you, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Well, no, uh, thanks. I'm, I'm excited to, to co-host. I think uh, once, a, once a month or so to get a show together with you and chat with you just about what's going on in pinball and uh, maybe, you know, come with a, with a different twist on some of the travels that we both do. I know you're going to Pinburg and I can't make it sadly here, here in a couple of weeks. So uh, have you been, been able to practice at all for that or anything? Oh my God, no, not at all. I haven't been practicing. I haven't been, I haven't been doing anything for Pimberg, and I feel very underprepared for it. But uh, like you know, and some of the listeners know, I did move out here to the Scotch, so I've been busy doing all this kind of stuff. When you buy a new house, that you absolutely have to get done. That's time sensitive. 
but uh, I am behind on setting up my pinball room. Before we get into that, though, I did want to ask you about, uh, you pin turned it up for me again, which I really appreciate, at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Yes, so I did, I was there, and in theory, I was a pin turn. So I wanted to do my rundown of the Missions Impossible and just kind of how we got in and what happened. So Let's hear um, it. And if there is a way, and I know we're family friendly, so to fall butt backwards into a co-host spot, I think I successfully did it because I did not necessarily, I was not necessarily successful in my missions at Southern Fried. Although I got, I got half of it, I think, I think. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. (laughs) Hey, they were last minute. They were, I apologize to Emoto as well. They were very last minute the whole week leading up to Southern Fried. I was traveling back and forth. My plane got canceled. I had to push it back two days the frickin' engine went down. Just all, all this stuff was happening, and I was a bad, uh, I was a bad, you know, podcast, whatever. I don't, I don't want to use the term manager. I'm certainly not owner because <laughs> there's nothing to own. It's just me talking to a phone. But um, I didn't do a good job preparing you guys the week of and giving you time. And I knew that she was going to be really busy at it anyways. So, well, yeah, let's, she, let's we hear it though. Meet, I actually made it into her live. Uh, live stream like randomly we bumped into each other as i was walking to the tournament hall and i said you're a moto arcade aren't you and she's like yeah and i was like i'm chris apprentice she's like we need to listen to the podcast because when i got my ticket i was in line when you posted it no so way I, w- I was like four i was like four people back and i was we were, me and amanda had a headphone in trying to listen to the podcast while we were getting the ticket for the show oh no and i'm we, sorry <laughs> oh it's okay not a big deal but like that's when basically what happened to break it down was I, I didn't, I've never met a moto, but I know that she's like kind of a wizard with media and interviews and talking to people and all that. And when I went down, I played mostly tournament play. So the challenges were kind of in a mix of both is some tournament, some media, right? Well, my thought was if we both specialized, you would get two half pin turns, but then, when we meld us together, we get one super pin turn. We're like okay. the uh, we're like the Voltron of is that is that the right word? I never watched Transformers. The guy that gets put all together from the different pieces, but uh, we'd have the, the Voltron. Perfect pin yeah, Voltron. Yeah, I have no but clue. Like the, the perfect pin turn uh, amalgamation, if you will, at that point. So yeah, my Southern Fried. Um, I played a ton of pinball. Um, day one, we got there at three o'clock on the nose. Um, we were some of the first people in and we didn't leave until 1130. Uh-huh. Um, I stopped, I stopped to eat a hot dog and I played in a tournament of 60 people. Um, there were some really good players there. Um, I'm not, I don't really know a lot of the names, but my buddy, my buddy does his name. He's George. He runs a op here in town, but he, uh, he was telling me like, Oh, that guy's ranked, you know, 50 in the world. That guy's 150. That guy's 200. And I'm like, Oh, well let me check my Whopper points. Oh, I have 0.09 and I'm ranked 30,000. <laughs> so that, that was, uh, that was fun. And I, I was actually quite happy with my performance. Like I, I finished in the top half on day one, mm-hmm. um, of the 60. And then the next day there was a second strikes tournament, um, which I finished in the bottom half, but just under like in 37th place out of, uh, I think it was out of 52 maybe. Right. Um, so not as good, but, um, you know, had I stayed in one more game, I would have jumped up in the top half. So not too bad. Um, and then my, my wife, Amanda, actually played in that tournament as well and tied me. No so way. That's the one thing about that I always try to tell people about competitive, quote unquote, big fat air quotes around that pinball is anybody can play it. And 
you know, when you when you add competition to something that some people just see as fun only and as a hobby to kind of just not be that way, is it adds a different wrinkle and it's at least trying. So if you know you have a league out there or anything like that, like definitely give it a go because Amanda, my wife, isn't the biggest isn't the big, biggest competitor when it comes to pinball, but I think she had a really nice time and she realized like she got second place in a couple games and she had no, she thought she was just going to get wiped out every time. Right. So, you know, I think that she walked away a little happier. She said after she left that she feels like she's better at pinball, um, which made me happy because I enjoy that with her. So, um, you know, give it a try. Uh, and plus it's always good to have more women in pinball in my, <laughs> my perspective. So yeah, level the um, play field a little, right? So yeah, yeah, it's good. And then we played some pin golf too. Um, so pin golf lasted from five to like nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we literally that second day I was there from, we got in at nine, the doors opened, um, after we registered at 10 for the tournament and we didn't leave until um, the show closed at 11.45. And we probably played like – I took like an hour and a half to two-hour break. And part of that hour was watching the podcasters um, do a seminar and just asking some questions to uh, – Slap Save was there, Broken Token, Flipping Out. Um, another, And then two other podcasters that I wasn't aware of um, previously. But um, I kind of got them riled up with the question, where does video pinball fit? in the hobby. Right. Um, and of course, Zach from flipping out was, you know, grown and, Oh, it's not the same thing. And, you know, Jason kind of said, you know, it might be, it might be an interesting, but it was, it was fun. But my problem with that is that being said, wrapping a bow on this long diatribe is, uh, I didn't get to do as many, uh, social interaction or even see a lot of the pinball games or the free play room. So I kind of learned that when I'm going to go to my next show, there's one day for competitive and then one day for fun. Because if you do nice. all competitive, you, there's no balance. And if you do all fun, then you don't get to compete. So I think I've kind of learned, uh, you know, that's my, I've done four shows now. And I, I think that that's my, my new quote unquote strategy when I go is to kind of split it in half. Because I do like the competitive stuff, but I really feel like I missed out a little bit on checking out all the cool vendors and the tabletop games and just talking to other people. Well, speaking of talking to other people, you did get to go on the Slap Save uh, Pinball Podcast with Jason Fowler there. That was pretty awesome. You go, you were on that show with like some other big notable people. I know um, the gentleman from P3 Multimorphic was on there with you and a couple other really awesome people. Did you get to meet like the owners of Suncoast and, and the guy from yeah. P3 as well? So, so I think, I think his name is, um, so there was Jerry and then, uh, I think Josh Kugler from American pinball. Was yes. Josh Kugler. That's it. right. And he's, he's their sound engineer, I believe. And, um, oh, who else? I think I forget the other, the other person, but yeah, I mean, I, you got to be all those. Oh, the gentleman from Suncoast. Um, I met him just at his booth. Um, very, he's a really great guy. And I told him congratulations and flipped, uh, flipped the game and, I think that the the best way to describe it, and he said it himself on on podcast on the podcast, was he kind of he likes the era of games from the '80s and '90s, and it's more of a classic layout. So right. um, I definitely recommend for you know, especially for modern games, you don't see many modern or you know classic quote unquote layouts anymore. Um, and they decided to change the the layout of the game to accentuate the art that was done by. Uh, is, is the general, is the guy dirty, Donnie. dirty Donnie? Yeah. So that was He's so um, dirty. I think that it was a really good decision because the art on that game is, is really impressive and, and it'll draw you in to play it. Um, 
I got to flip it once. Um, it flipped well. I just didn't have enough time to kind of sit down and learn the rule set and all that. But um, yeah, Jason was slap safe. He actually, I met him in Texas last year. Um, and, you know, we, we got to talk and hang out for a while. And, you know, my basic, like my shtick, I suppose, of these things is just dressing up, you know, like I guess for, for everybody to listen to the Pinball Nerds podcast, if you listen to This Week in Pinball, um, there's a gentleman that also runs Eclectic Gamers by the name of Dennis Creasel. And there is a... Shout out. Yeah, gotta love and, and their favorite segment. I know Dennis's favorite segment is uh, pinball market trends, which is also my I hold very dearly, close to my heart. And they were talking about possibly doing a pinball market trend shirt. And Dennis uh, said he would not license his uh, his likeness for the shirt. So I created a prototype uh, under the Fair Use Act, of course, uh, keeping it all aboard, all above board, right? Uh, with his face on the shirt. Um, saying trending up, so that that made the radar a little bit. And, you know, before that, I did stuff like Will and Wong, and it's just fun to be silly at the shows. You know, okay. because that's that's why I all do this is to have fun. Yeah, so, let's let's yeah. go back to the show for a second. Uh, wearing this shirt, how many comments did you get? And high fives, and I'm sure I'm sure Zach from this week in pinball got a chuckle. I'm sure like. Quite a few other pinball podcast insider people got it, but were you surprised by the number of people who figured it out, or were a lot of people just confused? No, there were uh, many confused faces. I think the easiest way to put it was like, um, if, if competitive pinball people can seem odd to some people, then imagine like me being the strangest person in the competitive room, because I had a man's face, like... It wasn't taped. It was it was safety pinned to my shirt. So right. people were like, "Who is that? You?" And I go, "No." And they're like, "What? What is going on?" I was like, "Do you know who Dennis Creasel is or Twit by chance?" They're like, "No." And I was like, "Okay, well then, I'm just crazy, you know." So they thought I was like a psychopath for doing something like that. But um, anybody that got it loved it. I got a couple pictures with Zach and Jason and Emoto and. Some of my friends from Knoxville even said, like, I was on random people's Instagram pages. Yeah. Um, where they were like, "Hey, I saw you on Instagram." I'm like cool i don't have instagram like do you know who, who took my photo and they're like no but it was pretty funny so it was fun i mean i like i would recommend if you're in the area um southern fried seems to me it's not a pinball show it's not um, it, it's it's a very much like multi-format show they had wrestling they had battle of the bands um now which, which place did you uh what place did you get in the wrestling tournament so <laughs> i did not choose to wrestle <laughs> they uh, you know i i uh my, my shorts were too long. You know, I, I didn't bring my spandex. Yeah. That, you got to have so. the short shorts. Yeah. I got, I had to get the spandex, but yeah, it was, it was a really good time. Um, like I said, I think next time I go to a show, my, my next one's going to be Chicago is, uh, split up the competitive and the, in the fun because, uh, man alive, we, we were in that competitive room for 12 hours and two days, you know? So it was just, it was just busy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of next shows, I am hoping to meet you at Expo coming up, Chicago Expo, of course. Um, I am hoping to get down there. I let you know before we started the podcast here, we actually chatted for a bit and let you know that I'm going to do my absolute very best to get down there. I'm very excited for that. Now, does Chicago, does the Expo there... Do they even have pinball tournaments in that one, or is that one? I thought that one was mostly so, just a pinball show. I, I think it's a pinball show, but there was a quote-unquote tournament, uh, the Stern Tournament Series. Right. Uh, that's there, and 
there is a classics tournament as well. So okay. last year I didn't participate because it was my first show. I'd only been playing for about a month and I thought, you know, this is, it's pretty pricey too. I think it's a hundred dollars for entry. Um, so it's, it's pretty serious. So my thought is like, I know I'm not going to win, but you know, I, I think I, with playing as much as I have lately, it might be kind of fun to, to do that. And dude, we should challenge you, each other. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. Any of my buddies that in that, and if I beat you, like, I'm so talking trash. Like, it's, like, if, if I, especially, like, some of my local guys that I've played with more often, and if I if I get around them, um, man, alive, you, I'm not letting them live that down. And I'd love to, we'll throw down a little gauntlet here. Like, we'll, uh, if, if, if you make it, we'll have to come to some terms about uh, uh, a little joke. Bag. Maybe, maybe somebody will have to wear, like, a costume or something to the show if they lose, you know, yes. like the next, the, the next day, the other guy gets to go to like, uh, any store, any like used, used clothing store and pick out the outfit for the guy the next day. Yeah, that would be, I think that would be uh, great. Well, let's do it. I'm in. Are you down? Yeah. Yeah. Just, we just got to make sure you get there. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely follow up, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll accept that challenge anytime. Okay. Well, I like, I like my chances. I'm ranked around 2000th. And you're ranked around 30,000. But of course, uh, I've heard about some of your scores. And I honestly think that if you had been playing for the same, like if you had played in the identical same 150 tournaments as me, I'm very confident you'd be ranked in around the same, if not better. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, I think a lot of it too, the rankings, I think people get freaked out, especially newer players, because it's like, oh, like they're ranked 200th or 500th. Well, they might go to 10 times the amount of shows you do. And it's just an aggregation of points. So you know, like, just, I'm not, when I look at rankings, like, I don't, I couldn't care if, like, so-and-so is ranked 70th in the world. Like, we're playing one game right now, and right. it's an EM that is just going to randomly throw the ball around. So, I can beat that person anytime. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and I've looked on my, like, that's really cool on the, uh, the on your own IFPA page, you can look at your verses, right, on the second page, your head-to-head and uh, even really good players that are way above me. Like, there's tons of players on my Monday Night Pinball that are, uh, well, my old Monday Night Pinball. I don't live there anymore, but shout out. Um, It'll always be in your heart. Always in your heart. It's, uh, London, you're always in my heart, if not in my fart, because, man, <laughs> the air the air quality there stunk. It's, it smells better here. I'm not going to lie. Now, I did live beside, I, I lived like a block away from a sewage plant, and we are also not far, we are basically between Hamilton and Windsor, which are known as, the two worst air quality like cities in all of Canada, so they just have tons of oil refineries and lots of uh, you know maple huge... syrup factories. Oh yeah, yeah. no, the maple yeah. syrup factories smell good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so I did want to mention as well. We talked a little bit about Expo. Hopefully, we will go to that. One of the two of us is going to be wearing a silly outfit on Sunday. I don't know who. I don't care who. It'll be fun either way. Um, I also want to talk about tomorrow you are doing your, it, not 100%, but as so long as your Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle comes in, you're hoping to do an unboxing live stream possibly, but definitely a live stream of playing tomorrow night. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my Alice Cooper 148 got shipped this week and it's here in town. They just got to deliver it tomorrow. So it'll be my first new unbox game. And I don't know if anybody's played Alice Cooper out there or been able to see it streamed. I know Buffalo Pinball did it. Yes. Uh, but I, I know flipping out, 
did hasn't and i don't know if jack danger saw it either but um regardless it's a it's a really interesting game the art is absolutely beautiful so definitely like just come and check it out um i i got some some equipment and some some good cameras and such and it'll be just me and some of my friends like you know drinking beer and playing pinball so uh they're they're pretty good players, better than me. So hopefully we'll get through some stuff. And they also just added the co-op mode. So it'll be the first time maybe that um, at least anybody that's not Bo and Karen's, if all four of us can kill the nine monsters, that we'll get to stream Alice Cooper uh, wizard mode, hopefully. Ooh, that'd so we'll, be awesome, we'll dude. But yeah, this will be, to my knowledge, the first stream of co-op mode on Alice Cooper that i'm aware of okay and you're maybe doing the unboxing live if you did the unboxing live it would be tomorrow between like three and five eastern yeah, it'll, central it'll be, time it'll be around it'll be around there it just kind of depends on when it gets in and what happens with with my schedule and stuff like that so just know like my my name on twitch is chris the pin turn and um we'll post it on the the pinball nerds site when it goes live and stuff like that so yeah dude uh, but yeah it'll be it'll be fun and we'll just be hanging out and um yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Okay, and I'll try to make it there as well. So hopefully, I haven't had much of a presence on Twitch lately, but I'm hoping to report back with some good news after hearing back from. Uh, well, as I told you uh, before we went on air, I'm hoping to hear back from this satellite internet company, and I don't even care if I have to pay for double internet for an entire year. I might, maybe, maybe, just get the bare minimum bandwidth to be able to live stream. I would, I would love that. And I, I think that, and I said this before we got on, but I'll, I'd like to say it now is you have, I think you had a unique stream that was fun and I loved seeing your family on there. And it's weird cause you kind of get to know people from streaming. Right. But like, yes. you're not their friends, but you feel like, Hey, like I see, you know, Albert and all, all his family every, you know, once a week or every couple of days, like that's kind of yep. cool. Right. But, um, I, I really enjoyed that. So I, I was, I've been bummed that you haven't been able to stream, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it works out. So at least, you know, on the other side of it, you'll, we'll get through it and, uh, hopefully you get the internet situation fixed and you'll be good to go. Yes. Um, I know that you, Chris had messaged me a couple days ago and was like, Hey dude, you seem kind of bummed out, man. I was bummed out. I, <laughs> you don't understand. My buddy Matt was over streaming with me. It was his third time streaming with me. And it was like 8.30 and Hayden had an exam the next day and Ohm was kind of tired and I had already live streamed three times that week. And my wife was like, dude, I know you love pinball and I know it's making us some extra money and everything else, but like, you got to cut it off by nine tonight. And my buddy, because it was a Thursday night, like this kid still had school. It wasn't a Friday or Saturday. And Matt turns to me, he goes, how the hell do you turn this thing off? I said, what do you mean? You just press the button. He goes, no, how do you stop live streaming when there's viewers? Like we only had like 10 viewers or something, or maybe like 12 or 13, but um, I, he's like, they're here. They're talking to you. They're interested in what you're doing. People are throwing you biddies. You know, you're getting tons of new followers. You've had over 150 people came and watched the stream. How on earth do you, you know, just say no and turn it off? And I said, well, it's hard because I just, I love getting to talk to people. And, and something you said really brought it home for me is, Honestly, like even when I did my first hundred podcasts, I didn't feel like I related to everybody who was, you know, even just in one, in one, two or three hour stream, you get to know people like better than you would from 20 podcasts that are 15 minutes long because you are interacting with them. You're asking them your questions. They're responding to you. 
you know, when we did all those challenges, you would say like, oh, Owen has to go do an extra load of dishes or other people would be like, no, you're getting a pie in the face, uh, Albert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what it was. And it's similar. It's like, it's like the family version of after hours on the flipping out. Like it's, you know, every, everyone's there. Like it's kind of, it reminded me of like me and my brothers and how we muck around and stuff like that. So that's what I liked about it. And like that I miss from the pinball streaming is just kind of like, it was unique. You know what I mean? So Thank I'm, you. I'm hoping it's there, but, um, yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I really enjoyed, but yeah, I mean, and you have a unique show and a unique take on everything too. So it's, I'm glad you still get to do the podcast. And that's what, when we spoke earlier, I was like, you know, if you can't stream, like this is an opportunity to kind of delve into the podcast in a way that maybe you wouldn't have before. So, um, hopefully that you, you'll get what you want out of pinball and find that, that pin happiness that, that we all need. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, it's even just been sad passing by my pinball room. I haven't had a lot of time to play pinball. More importantly, I haven't had any time to set up the other pins. If I maybe get half an hour, if I maybe get half an hour a day to do the podcast, great. If I maybe get another half an hour of the day to, to play pinball, great. Outside of that, I've been getting exhausted just keeping up with all the things you need to do. With We're trying to build a chicken coop while building out the garden, while keeping the lawn cut, while meeting the neighbors, while... Like I said, like even just small things like going to town to get water, like just my poor wife came back from town today around noon and she's like, oh my God, I forgot to get water. So now like we either have to drink well water, which tastes like a lot like rotten eggs, which is fine. You got the, I'm sul you got the sulfur in it. We got, got the sulfur. sulfur. You got the sulfur. Yeah. We're so city slickers. Like, so We're not used to it. So I think a lot of us like that don't know you as intimately or aren't from London, like I, I kind of wanted to ask, and you don't have to elaborate as much as you don't want to, but can we, I'm curious, what, why the move? Like where, why are you out there? What, what's going on? Yeah, no, great question. Great question. What I always tell people is my wife and I grew up in the country. Um, I moved into the city to go to college, to go to Fanshawe College from the small town of Shedden of 400 people. And my wife moved in from the town of no people. Like it was like a five minute drive from a town of a couple hundred people. And she went to Western, which is the main university there. I went to Fanshawe. Then after we met, we had kids, we got jobs, all that kind of stuff happened. And starting, I would say, we've been together 15 years, starting about 12 years ago, 10 years ago, we really started talking, well, when can we move back to the country? Um, now, the largest city in Canada is Toronto, also known as the GTA, the greater Toronto area. They, uh, uh, probably about a year ago, they said, okay, we're going to build a bullet train to London, actually to Windsor. But from London, instead of it being a two and a half hour drive now, because people are already commuting all the way out to cities that are close to us, but now it's only going to be like a 40 minute drive. And what happened is every friggin' house anywhere in and around near London got bought up really quickly by Toronto investors. And all of a sudden houses that we could get for a quarter million were going up to being worth like half a million, right? Ish. So once, you know, basically we were kind of trapped in this smaller little house in the city with no opportunity to buy in the city. The average house uh, price in the city went up to over 400K. And my wife and I either had to go back and get full-time jobs at banks or call centers or whatever, even, even retail. I would probably work my way into retail management after a year or two with my experience. But we would have had to go back and work for the man or get the hell out of there, move across the country to somewhere super cheap so that we, I mean, long story short, we went for, we sold our house for 220. We bought this house for 80 something. 
right? So, I mean, we have no mortgage. We have hardly any car payments left on our Corolla. We have, we paid a year's worth of uh, property taxes on purpose. Like other than our like gas and grocery costs and our grocery costs are becoming less and less. I've got peppers and squash that are coming out right now that I might be able to eat in a couple weeks, right? Out of the garden. So um, the whole point of moving out here was A, so our family could, like mostly my boys could see what it's like to grow up in the country because I grew up in the country. My wife grew up in the country, but they've been, since they've been born, we've been in, you know, the 10th largest city in Canada. Um, They're used to going up to the end of their street and within eight minutes they could uh, go to basically every eight minutes, a bus would go by to take them anywhere in London to go to any cinema, to any, any one of three giant malls, four giant malls. And you know what I mean? Anywhere to do anything, anytime they wanted to go to their trampoline park or whatever. But the thing is they never got to experience. I mean, even just like enjoying looking out your windows. Now, every morning I look out my windows to see if there's a bear or more deer, or if I'm seeing foxes like I've seen here or even these weird peafowl they're walking around and I literally from my house if I'm on the top floor I can see one neighbor really far away and that's it so both of us and and you'll find this out I think you're can I ask how old you are Chris like I'm guessing around 30 I'm 29 yeah. 29 okay yeah so I guess around 30 I think t- from 20 to 30 I wanted to be close to the bar scene I wanted to be close to concerts I wanted to be close to like I still want to be close to pinball and stuff like that don't get me wrong um, in retrospect, if we had spent more time out here, we may have purchased a house with a little less land, a lot closer to either Moncton or Halifax. So it would be like a half an hour drive to like the cool pinball tournaments and stuff, not like an hour and a half to two hours. But, um, mostly it was because we didn't want to have a, we didn't want to go work full time for the man anymore. We had both been working since we were about 15 years old. So 25 in years into working almost full time for other companies, that's enough, right? Um, we both Dude, wanted our I'm, kids I'm, to experience I'm different. I'm already there, and I'm trying to. I'm only 29, so I got a way to go. So good, uh, good for you, man. In that regard, that's awesome. And the biggest part of it, and the most depressing part, and the part that I haven't mentioned yet, is that I really, really wanted a pinball room. And when I started looking in around London for not only a house with even, I'm not even talking acres of land. I'm talking like a quarter acre. Just enough to have a couple chickens and have a big garden and have enough land that like if I want to cut my lawn in my boxer shorts and have a beer, my neighbors aren't like, oh, what's that guy doing? You know what I mean? Um, But if I wanted that with a pinball room to have even a couple pins, like even three to five pins, uh, it was going to like the cheapest house we could find was around 400. There's no way any bank on the planet would or should give us a $400,000, like I wouldn't want one, even if I, maybe, maybe we could get approved for it. I wouldn't want it just because we've been running two small companies and working part-time outside of that for so many years. So we can spend more time with our family, more time with our friends. Um, I end up getting super duper stressed when I'm working like 40 hours a week and not hang out with my family mostly enough and my, and have enough time for myself to decompress. It's hard, right? Like once you've got kids and friends and you know, some, some pinball obligations, it's really challenging. So the idea was to come out here to kind of live a slower way of life, have our mortgage paid off, maybe turn this house into like, you know, a homestead and maybe five, 10, 15 years down the road, possibly sell the house and make like the same way that we did last time. Cause our last house we bought for like one Oh six and we sold for two twenty. We only had it for seven or eight years. Right. So the idea is to pick an up and coming neighborhood. Well, when we came out here, the real estate agent said more than half the people looking at houses in the neighborhood are from Ontario or BC who are priced out like us. They just can't afford to live in these, in a tiny little home for half a million, right? 
So I either had to move to Northern Ontario where I was like, like, like way further out in the sticks than this with way worse winters, with way less commodities and, and amenities, or I had to be okay with, which I'm now finding out is the fact that not many people go outside here, even though the temperature is beautiful because there's crazy amounts of bugs. Right. But, um, no, I would say I moved 20, if, if I were to give numbers, cause I like to nerd out on that, I would say 20% so that I could have my own pinball room. 20% so I could afford to have the entire collection of pinball machines, right? I don't know about 20, but like maybe 10% of that. Then the other 30 to 50% was for my kids, just so they could each have their own bedrooms. They're getting too old to be in the same bedroom. Um, you know, with having a brother, when you're in that same room, you end up fighting more, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but I would say it was mostly for that. And then a lot of it was for my wife. She had been saying for years... I mean, just as an example, I told the kid up the street this and he thought it was crazy. And I don't know, I don't think you're in a big enough town, Chris, that you deal with this. But on a Friday night, from just like from when, you know, the kids would get home from school and we'd be all done work for the day, from, from say, 5 o'clock till even, even 10 o'clock when I went to bed in five hours, you would hear no less than 10 to 12 times, like, loud sirens coming from every direction. Um, yeah. There was usually like, I think we're only at like 10 murders so far this year in London. So it was like every other week. But because I lived in the East End, it seemed like 80% of them happened either downtown, which was right beside me, or East End. And it was just like, it just like, I know the day before we moved, there was another one two blocks over. Now, I know if you live in Detroit or New York City or um, LA or something like that, or Chicago, you know, it's, it happens every single day. So it's not a big deal. But for us coming from the country when like you could just leave your doors all unlocked and stuff and now having it being to the point that no, like you have to leave your cars. Everyone in our neighborhood all left their cars unlocked all the time because if not, your windows got smashed so that people could just root through them. So you had to leave your doors unlocked. And like every single night there would be 10 or 15 photos on the local Facebook group of cars that got broken into and people would be like, Dude, you stole like, you know, you, you missed the $100 watch in the glove box, but you stole all the pennies and nickels and dimes I had in the cup holder, you know, like, <clears throat> so it was just the, the, the crime was getting a lot worse. The, our, our, as we got older, our tolerance for, we couldn't afford to really move out to the burbs and like the burbs out there was starting at houses, starting at three quarters of a million. Right. Yeah, for, that's, for that's just, wicked, man. I mean, yeah. I don't, that's that. That all makes a lot of sense, and it's just a bummer. Like, hopefully, this internet thing works out for you when it when it comes to that, because I think a lot of us, like, we've gotten to know your pinball personality, we've gotten to know your your family a bit, but not kind of the reasoning behind, you know, why why you chose to do what you did, and uh, that that makes it makes a lot of sense now in hindsight, and that's really awesome though, that you've you've accomplished uh, of your percentages what you know, realistically, like I know pinball is important, but you know, you haven't read you got all that stuff. Like at that point, who cares um, about, I mean, pinball's great, but you're going to get the internet one day. Sorry. My dog's going to start barking. Um, no worries. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's awesome. And we'll figure, I mean, you'll figure out the pinball stuff. They'll get you that double internet's got to work, right? <laughs> yeah. Getting the double internet for at least a year. And the good news is with that is I think that the other internet, the up, loads uh, strength will just barely be good enough to run. So now if I want to do, which I do want to do, and I'll announce it here with uh, my new co-host, Chris, the Chris, the co-host. I don't know if we could, don't change your Twitch name yet. We'll still no, call you I, that. It's too good of a name. I, it I, is too I, good I of a name. I always accept the name uh, pin turn. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'll announce it right here. I like my first stream in, I think I'm going to have to do a 24 hour stream. <laughs> I'm serious. 
machines. <laughs> I've got five machines. I, you know what, though, with your food challenges that you do, I mean, <laughs> you're you might you might. I don't know if you can go that long with the stuff you've been eating. You know, like I mean, what have you done? Like a spoonful of mayonnaise, like an egg. Uh, uh, so just some some stuff. And remember when Owen puked the one time? Yes. That was hilarious. Freaking drama, how, boy. Like, upset you were. You were so upset. And I just thought it was so funny. That was so good. Uh, oh, my goodness. But, no, I mean, I, I'm excited for it. Be sure to, to let us know when it's going to come. Um, when's your ETA? Do you know when they're coming to try to look into getting that? Well, the biggest issue is for me is uh, I'm waiting to hear back from them right now. But that's just to find out what the test speeds would be for people near to us. If okay. no one near us has it, they won't exactly probably know. I don't think they can test it via satellite or anything. So the thing is, they're going to say as well, it's up to this many. And I'm going to tell them straight up and I'm going to record the conversation. Okay, you can come here and test the speeds, but I do not want you booking us for an installation because I don't want to be paying for internet twice if I'm only going to get the same strength as yeah. you. It says specifically for streaming, but they're not talking about live streaming on Twitch. They're talking about Netflix. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. It's just right. Good old, uh, you know, gray marketing terms, right? Right. <laughs> Where, Up to yeah, it's quote unquote streaming, right? Right. But, yeah, that's so that's funny. That's the same thing they do in the states. Is your speed is up to five megabytes, but you routinely get you know one, one or two, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is fine yeah. for like posting the odd like thirty second video. We're fine for you know doing a, a Facebook uh, uh, live stream on like a low quality on mobile device or something. But um, for pinball streaming, when you want that table to look as pretty as possible and all that other stuff, it makes it more challenging. But no, that makes perfect sense. Well, here's a question I have back to back to General Pinball for, yeah. for you. And today we had Stern's big, huge, anticipated unveiling here yes. today at, at nine o'clock uh, this morning on the west coast of Comic Con, um, and it turned out to be Home Edition Star Wars. So I'm curious, Albert. What do you think? What are your thoughts on on how on all that? I don't want to say them. No, I'm very confused because. For the as long as I've been into pinball, whenever my boy Jack Danger says there's an unveiling, it's been really cool. It's been really exciting. And maybe I haven't been into pinball long enough to, for like I don't remember the last home edition when it was unveiled. But like I was more excited for Primus than I was this. I was way more excited for the Beatles. I know some people weren't that excited for the Beatles. I mean, when they did the Munsters unveiling, like everybody was dressed up like the Munsters, you know what I mean? Like Gary was there and Jack was there and and I really thought the way that they're saying, get ready for it, pinball nerds. That's basically what I heard in my head. Get ready for this new release. You guys are going to be like shocked about it and excited. Now, maybe I was reading between the lines. I don't think that anyone specifically said like, oh, this will definitely be a brand new Stern that's not a home use. But didn't you get that impression that this was going to be like a, a new, like, I don't know what you call it, a cornerstone pin, like a main. Yeah, it's just, an, I, I would say a new intellectual property. Like, right. I, I think the easiest way and why a lot of your quote unquote pinball enthusiasts are going to be upset is because they, they put this information out on what was it, Sunday or Monday morning um, was when they said, hey, three more days, new, new stuff coming, you know? And I think the biggest problem is that a lot of home use games aren't necessarily directed towards the pinball enthusiast market you know they're they're less they're smaller games they don't have as many features right they're less expensive there's a lower entry point which is all good like there's certainly a market for that that's fine but the last i believe the last game was spider-man that had a home use pin and it was launched alongside another 
pinball, a, a full new intellectual property title, which, uh, which I forget. But that being said, I think that when you hype up the fact that there's a new launch in the way that Stern did is it kind of gets your pinball enthusiast heads jerked up saying, hey, I'm really excited for this. And then the product isn't for them. So I think that there's going to be some some disappointed people because they were looking forward to Keith Elwin's game and or, or, you know, that's been rumored or there's been other games as well and titles like maybe, oh, it could be Elvira because, you know, Sandra Peterson said that would be coming out in October. Right. Um, and we get Star Wars Home Edition, which Star Wars came out a couple of years ago. Right. So I don't know many people that would be excited. You can get a Star Wars Pro for forty seven hundred dollars and the Star Wars Home Edition is going to be 4K or more. So I don't really, you know, I, I started pinball and bought a World Cup soccer. I didn't buy a new inbox pin, but if I was going to, if I was considering a home edition Star Wars, why wouldn't I just get the pro for 700 bucks more? And it's my thought. You yeah. Know? And that's just me. I'm not speaking for everybody, but that's just maybe some people would want the new inbox pin, you know? Yeah. I hear what you're saying. It's almost like it's pinball for people who don't know pinball. Like it's, it's, we, yeah. we are, us pinball nerds are not the market. It. We want more people in pinball, you yes. know, but I think the problem is, is that there's going to be expectations set when you're, it's kind of like a hype head fake, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. like you say, Hey, check this out. And Oh, by the way, it's not for you guys, you know, but, and that's not what they said, but surely they have to know that the larger community might not be as excited about star Wars home edition as the only intellectual property launch for them. Right. Right. You know, you'd like to think that, but um, hopefully it brings more people into the, the hobby, you know, if, if that's the goal and that's what they're trying to do, of course, that's they've stated none of this. This is all speculation. But but imagine, I'm, I'm, I want you to think back when you were first getting into pinball. Let's go back, you know, before you bought your World Cup soccer, like whatever, year and a half ago. And you're just, I, I, are you a big Star Wars fan? Um, actually, I just watched the first three Star Wars movies this week. So okay. I've never, never seen them. What? Just because uh, I never watched them when they came, like the 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 first or the second three that came out in like 2000, the early aughts. Um, so then at that point I was like, I don't want to spend $20 a film to watch something that's been riffed on. Like I know the story without even watching it. Right. Right. So it's finally on Hulu. So we, me and my wife have been watching it this week. So it's actually quite good. Cause I know some people rip on star Wars for the theme integration and all that. I love the clips in the movie. Like I was watching the film being like, Oh, that's the part like when you drain and R2D2 is getting out of the swamps of Dagoba, you know, right. I mean? like, like I saw the movie or like the video mode startup when he's like weaving through the, through the stuff in the third, like, I, I don't know. It's, I thought that was good, but I've just never, it's my friend in the background saying like, Hey, you said that planet incorrectly. Yeah, Randy, I know. Thanks, bud. <laughs> uh, um, back, back, yeah. uh, what do you call backseat yeah. podcasters? Yeah. The backseat podcaster, but no, my buddy's here helping fix some, an issue, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to say the least. I don't know. I think people like my panties aren't in a knot about it, but I'm not exactly excited about the fact that there's no land a new game because you know everybody wants to know the newest game and I don't know if Star Wars really scratches that itch you know it definitely doesn't scratch the new itch and I think that like even when I went on to the YouTube channel we were all expecting like a stream and it was just a 30 second video and exactly in hours before we even started I'm on there and I'm ready to write the podcast and do the whole thing about it and uh, there's nothing. There's nothing for me to write. There's nothing for me to talk about. All I know, here's what I was, I was going to paint the picture for you. Say you're just getting into pinball. 
you go, oh, geez, all these new pinball machines are six and a half grand. That's such a huge commitment. Oh, but wait, for four grand, and, and you, what you're thinking in your head is, I don't want to buy a used pinball machine. It has a bigger chance of breaking. I don't know anything about pinball yet. You know what? Star Wars is my dream theme. Rather than spending six and a half plus tax, so you're going to save another two and a half grand on whatever the taxes are in your state or province, right? So, so in my mind, you're going, great, I'm going to get this. But here's what I think would happen. Two to three months after buying this, if you really got into it and you started blowing up the game, which it looks fairly simple, um, you know, but it, it does have some neat stuff to it. It's definitely a little different. I would say it's definitely the more bare bones version of the old Star Wars. Um, but at the end of you playing this for three or four months, you're eventually going to go seek out more pinball. And of course, the first machine you're going to want to play is the other Star Wars to see like how different it is. You're going to play that if even if you get your hands on a friggin' pro, never mind if you get to touch like the premium or the LE with the habit trail that goes down around the, the, the flippers and goes all the way back up to the Death Star. And um, But if you get your hands just even on a pro, I'm 90% sure without playing the home edition that you're going to find the pro has, well, obviously it's going to have that really awesome asteroid uh, video mode that you're not going to get, or it's going to look way cooler on the big screen. It's just going to have so much more to it. I think that exactly what you said, nails ahead on the coffin, you're going to go, oh my God, for five to $700 more, I could have got this game slightly used, you yeah, know, yeah, and this game sweet. that's going to be way yeah. more wanted and this game with the full LCD screen and this, you know what I mean? And this game that can be routed someday if I wanted to, because it does have a coin door and you know what I mean? So I think that, I think that a lot of people, it's, it, it, I think it's good for pinball because it'll help introduce some more people, but I can't think of unless you were maybe i guess like a little kid or something like that maybe you would never venture out to see the difference but i would think this a game eventually would turn people off of pinball three four months after getting it if it's their first pin and go are you kidding me for a couple hundred dollars more i could have got something with so much better code and and so much more to do and a such a deeper game with more mechs and more just more stuff going on do you know what i mean yeah and i i think too is that maybe from a from a market perspective, you know, Stern's playing a little bit of chess here, um, where I think maybe others are playing checkers. Right. You know, they, they, they release a lot of their information through IGN. They haven't released a game of the show since heck. Um, it would have been last, last Chicago, right? Is, right. Is, a, is, is when they did it. Like black Knight was after TPF. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they necessarily care how like to market to pinball enthusiasts directly with their product launches, right? Um, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with this next game coming up because, you know, I think there was the joke where um, Keith Elwin put two, the lady that says two weeks in total recall as his Facebook picture or something like that, right? Right. Um, so, you know, if that's the case, like what's coming up in two weeks? Um I think there's another kind of industry. It's it's not Comic Con, but um, it's another like kind of general enthusiast show. I don't think it's a pinball show. So unless it's at, uh, it could be a Pinburg, might be the next Stern release, right? Would would be the next thing on the calendar here in here in two weeks from now. But they might just go through IGN again. You never know. Yeah, so I saw something. Uh, I saw something. They someone. I don't know if it was a Facebook comment or what that was reposted, but it basically was saying, "Hey, here at Stern, we re- we reveal um, a, you know a cornerstone like 
a major new pin every 90 to 120 days. Well, if that's true, and Elvi- we, we know Elvira is what we think Elvira is coming out on Halloween. That's what everyone seems to, to think. They've already released Munsters this year. They've already released Black Knight. That would mean that we might not even be due for another pin until around Halloween, like another brand new pin that wasn't just like a, a home use yep. or a reissue or whatever, right? So I know I know the outfit that we have to wear to Chicago for the loser is you have to dress up like Elvira if you lose. Oh God! Wait, is that going to offend people? I th- does okay. If non cross dressers cross dress, is that? A, I think we could offend someone, Chris. Is that a fit? Just it's just a costume, right? I know, but you, there's kind. You can't dress up like any like. Is this as bad as blackface now? I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. I, hope I, not. Should, like, I, I mean, can I dress up like Wonder Woman? Is that okay? Like, I don't know what the, I don't know the line, but I, that might be funny. I don't know. Never hey, mind. I suppose. No, I, I think I've seen pictures. your, uh, I've seen your pictures with Willy Wonka. I think that you can pull a dress better than me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I've got the curves. You That's know, right. The... <laughs> we'll do well, it. No, Someone will get offended somewhere, but it's all just for fun. It makes sense. You dress up like Elvira. Um, I'll dye my hair all black. That way I won't say I'm doing it just to cover up my gray. Um, <laughs> well, you're going to have yeah. to help me pad those bosoms cause they're very, they're large. They're voluptuous. Yeah. She, uh, yeah she's got it going on there, but no, man, I don't know. The service, I, I'm hoping that the home edition is, uh, is well received. I know that I'm not in their target market for that and that's okay. You know, um, it does. It doesn't mean at the same time that I have to be super excited about it. So I just think they fumbled, like you, like you were there, saying. But I'm sure there are lots of people that are unhappy about it. So yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm hoping for the best, and we'll see what their next game is when the time comes. They'll they'll launch it, and it'll be good, and uh, we'll go from there. But yeah, man, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm just excited, man. I'm looking forward to Alice Cooper tomorrow. Um, looking forward to the stream and. I'm I'm excited to get to talk to you. Like I feel like you've been you've been in the dumps. You've been running around all over the country, yes. all over the world, getting this stuff done. And I need my old Orby back. I need him. I need him back. And, I'm back. Uh, I need he's back. He's back, people. He's back. Well, I'm excited for to to get that and um, you know just to just to see how everything's going. I want to see these games you got. Um, you know, maybe heck, even do some YouTube bids in the meantime. We need to we need some more Orby back out there. I'm going to try. Like I said, uh, I'm leaving here in three days. So I have three days right now to try to finish building a chicken coop, to try to get all of my fences up. I got to leave my garden for a week. So I have to get all my fences up because I can't be out there every morning scaring away the peafowl like I am right now on the groundhogs. I need a fence to do that for me, right? And uh, I, I, as much as I love, you know, pinball for like uh, a week or two, and well, until I get to Pimberg, let's just say that. Um, the homestead kind of takes ahead, but today my goal is to get another, like each day from now until I leave, I'm trying to get another pinball machine set up. And so long as, uh, knock on wood, I don't run into any issues. You know, I should have at least a couple set up. I just, uh, I just, I want, I want to, you know, concentrate on getting ready for Pimberg these next few days. And then hopefully, like I said, when I come back from Pimberg, I would say no less than three weeks from now, we'll be up streaming again. But the good news is. I'm feeling back to my old self again for like two months there. I was under crazy high stress. I think the show, I know the show suffered. I watched our numbers go down quite a bit, probably by 20 or 30% for like three or four weeks. But just in the last couple of days, they're starting to come back. And I think having you on the show and co-hosting, that should help. Um, before I let you go, did you want to mention that band we started with? Uh, that band, I can't remember that band. What are they called? <laughs> 
they are called the band. Uh, oh, I was so and, close. Yeah, yeah. So Levon <laughs> Helm is the lead singer there, and um, if if nobody's ever heard them, they're they're really good. They're a mix of country and jazz, and they they're kind of Levon was a jack of all trades, a boy, a good old boy from Arkansas. So uh, give him a listen, and um, yeah, definitely definitely check them out. Well, they've got some lessons. I'm on. Uh, I did play uh, Ophelia there as uh, per your recommendation, and it's got over six thousand views. So you know, or six six thousand, six million. Sorry, six million views. So some people have heard about them. That's uh, that's good. Most people know the song uh, "The Weight," uh, right. which is a very 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 big song they did. Um, but I don't know if they were necessarily as commercially successful as uh, as you know they were beloved by people that know of them so right. definitely definitely give them a, a, a check out because they're they're good and levon helm even did some really amazing solo stuff too that was really great so kind of a jack of all trades type of guy cool man well listen yeah. i'm gonna let you go because i'm sure you're busy i know you got your buddy there and it sounds like your dog uh, might want to go for a little tour what's your dog's <laughs> name it's mustard the wiener dog no it's way my dog yeah yeah so mustard the wiener dog. dog is that the the popular dog from oktoberfest <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, so, it, she, Das Wiener Dog is too scared. She is a wiener dog, and uh, we got her a couple years ago from the Walmart parking lot in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, they let you buy uh, dogs at Walmart in the States? So, so it was off Craigslist, so we met at Walmart, and uh, we, we did our transaction in the parking lot there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like any, any good Southern gentleman would do in the Walmart parking lot. That's what um, you do. But, <laughs> well, man, uh, I'm really glad we got to talk. And again, tomorrow, like, we'll be doing the, the live stream of the game. So if anybody wants to check it out, it'll be Chris the Pintern is the name there. But otherwise, man, um, I'm looking forward to getting some, some to working with you as a co-host every once in a while and uh, hearing some more of the podcast. And then, of course, I mean, I'm, I don't know, Albert, I'm, I'm tempted to take you, but after you sold Jack Danger so well the other day on the, on the fantasy, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I need no, to check my take budget, Jack Danger. So. <laughs> I'm honestly, yeah. I'm trending for like, I, I'll be very happy with, I would be ecstatic with C, but I'm most likely going to go to Deary. Like, let's be honest. Not only is it my first Pimberg, I've only maybe played a hundred of those machines. Uh, but also I'll be without my superpower down there. There's a special, um, herb that I partake in that's illegal down there. So <laughs> I, I'll be playing pinball sober my first time. I'm not going to remember anything. I'll just be like, I don't even know how to play this. I don't even, who cares? You just flip the ball, whatever. And yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Going to jail like Ray from trailer park boys. Uh, yeah. that, would be a, that would be a bad thing to go into jail when he crossed over the street the, the, in Moncton. Right? That's right. In Moncton. That no, no, no. I am very close to Moncton. And some of the people in around here kind of, some of them kind of look and feel like you're in trailer park boys. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, people dress a little different, but you know what? I, to them, I'm sure I dress very different. I'm on my way to a punk rock, not punk rock, uh, uh, rockabilly concert slash night market in Amherst tonight. So um, I'm going to try to dress more, a little more conservative, a little more country. I'm not going to be popping. I won't be wearing my uh, Veruca salt outfit, right? So <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, enjoy. Violet Beauregard, uh, sorry. Oh yeah, of course. Baruca Salt Violet. I mean, they both one were red, one were blue. They both they both uh, you know on the edge with that, I suppose. But yes. Yeah, oh, well, very be, very uh, last question. Yes. Of everything from Southern Fried Gaming Expo, of all the of everything you did, did you ever get a chance to play Wonka uh, with the Moto? 
Yeah. So I played. I didn't get to play with her. Okay. And we we did play. So I know that you hate the sound, Orby. I know you do. Um, it's growing it on me slowly. I watched the whole uh, stream the other day, and it wasn't that it's bad. Not, as... It's not as annoying as you say. Okay. In good. My opinion. My my biggest knock, and here's the thing: I'm ecstatic to have that on location here in town. So I'm really excited to play it. I'm going to drop a bunch of coins in it. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily like. Obviously, I was very excited about the theme. I really like Gene Wilder. I dressed right. up. I mean, I got engaged while I was dressed up as Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka on Halloween. Oh so, my like, god! I really enjoy Willy Wonka. I'm one of those people that's like going to be like way too passionate about the theme, so it ruins everything. Right. But it's just not that my favorite way that it was maybe done and they've even alluded to that like um ken said it best is if you don't like it that's okay but it doesn't mean that it's bad and i agree right. with that it's like just because it's not my cup of tea because i want to see gene wilder on the screen every two seconds saying some silly stuff that's okay you know but it's not necessarily what i would have looked for um and i think it's going to sell a ton so for me like um it's a great shooting pen um i just i'm excited to see where the code goes with it because everybody said jersey jack doesn't you know, they always they always have code updates and they never leave people hanging. So yeah. I'm really and excited the, to play the, that on location and um, it's going to be good. Every single solitary person has said the game shoots like a dream. And you know what? The day I will apologize because you dressed up like Willy Wonka for the Twippies. I hope you'll accept my apology on behalf of Jersey Jack. I'm sorry, Willy Wonka, for making fun of your sound. It's growing <laughs> on me slowly. Well, no, I mean, it's okay. Like, if you don't like it, it's not a bad thing. I think it's just more along the lines of, like, people don't like one thing about a game, and then they say it's crap. You right. know what I mean? And that game is not crap. Like, no, that game is not a, crap. It's a, it's a good pinball game. So I think that it's easy to nitpick and, and be negative. But, again, like, I keep referencing Special and Lit and, you know, even Zach Meany. It's it's a good game, and there's stuff you might not like about it, but it doesn't ruin it. And like the lack of nuance for some people is kind of grating sometimes. So, you know, don't let anybody really tell you what to think about it. Just go play the dang thing when you can on location if you're not buying it. Preach it, brother. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'll step off my soapbox. No, now. I like it. No, no, preach it. That's awesome. You are my new co-host. You're not only yeah, well, going to join me once we'll, we'll a month, rocking, but yeah. You, I want well, you to join I, me whenever there's something up, good to talk about pinball. You know what I mean? Like any any time there's something big that happens, you want to talk, you now have your platform, give me a call, and we'll we'll chat it out. It'll be fun. Well, that sounds good, man. Well, I'll, I think, can I lead the sign-off this time? Like, uh, Yeah, I'm going to start the music. <laughs> this is Amelia Curran. Amelia Curran from uh, Newfoundland, Canada. And uh, this is our co-host, Chris Sapinturn, telling you until next time. Eat, sleep, and breathe pinball, pinball nerds. Who's got coming and it won't let go? I heard a song on the radio. Look back, look out. Everybody knows. Everyone's a favorite. Everyone's 